All right, if you could make your way to your seats, that will be great. Please make your way to your seats. Lovely. Good morning, everyone. You can do better than that. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) Lovely. Um, If you're new and you don't have a clue who I am, my name is Obed, and I'm one of the leaders here um, at King's Cross Church. Um, And as always, thank you for dedicating this part of your Sunday um, to gathering with us. Um, We are confident um, that as a result of you gathering with us, you will experience God um, in ways um, that will blow your mind. And so thank you for coming. Um, This morning is a very special gathering and service in the life of our church. Um, We are, this is our inaugural service. Inaugural, so you can clap for that. Thank you. It's our inaugural service, and um, uh, we will explain um, in in great detail what we are here to celebrate, but um, we are here to celebrate the beginning, the launch um, of a new merged church in this particular location. God's been faithful. He really has, and we are here to celebrate that this morning. Um, So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to speak a little bit which is rare. Um, I'm going to speak a little bit, and then what we're going to have is we're going to have a panel. I'll explain what the panel is going to be about, um, and then I'll come back. I'll speak a little bit more, um, and then we'll have some prayer. So it's a bit of a different service. Normally, you get me speaking um, for quite a bit um, after musical worship, but we're going to mix it up a little bit Um, in order to achieve what we want to achieve, and that is to celebrate this new and exciting chapter um, in the life of our church. And so, um, before we do that, we're going to read some scripture. And so, if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to be focusing on verses, um, Acts chapter 2, we're going to be focusing on verses 42 to 47. And as always, in our effort to honor um, Scripture and God's Word, may you please stand for the reading of it. Thank you. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47 reads, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And so let me give you a little context. What's happened here is that Jesus has ascended and Peter has preached the gospel. Um, And as a result of preaching the gospel, 3,000, roughly 3,000 people decide to become followers of Jesus. Um, And they get baptized. And this is exactly what's happening. This is a historical narrative here. This is what's happening. Um, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came up on every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the word of the living God. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. Um, We're in awe of you um, as they were and as we've just read. And so God, as we reflect and look back, on the rich history um, of this church, um, and look forward um, to this new and exciting chapter that you have us in. I pray that above all, we would glorify you, and that the name of Jesus would be lifted, um, and Jesus would draw many, many more to you. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. This very building... Um, We've gathered in this morning, located right here in Pacific Beach, has a rich history. Um, It's been here for over 50 years, 50 years. 
And so the question I want you to start to think about, and we're going to address soon, is have you ever wondered about the hands that built these walls? Or the voices that first echoed through its halls? Who laid its foundations? Why was it even built here in the first place? So allow me this morning to share with you a brief history of First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach. Pacific Beach hasn't always been a neighborhood teeming with young professionals, families, and college students. It hasn't always had a reputation of being the party center of San Diego. Pacific Beach and the surrounding neighborhoods came into existence in the 1800s. Early landmarks and attractions in Pacific Beach included an asbestos factory, a racetrack, and the San Diego College of Letters, none of which survive today, okay? Lemon farming was a big thing in Pacific Beach. Around the turn of the century in 1910, the San Diego Army and Navy Academy, a preparatory school, was established in 1927. The Crystal Pier opened, and the Roxy Movie Theater opened in 1943 to cater to a population that grew five times during World War II. Speaking of World War II... As you know, it had a profound impact on many areas in the United States and Pacific Beach was no exception. During World War II, San Diego became a strategic military and defense hub due to its location on the Pacific coast. As a result, Pacific Beach experienced an influx of military personnel and defense industry workers. Margaret Evans, who was a a resident in Pacific Beach during World War II, um, described the impact of World War II on Pacific Beach by stating that when the war hit the North Shores, it hit it like a bomb. But here's where things get interesting. On April 24th, 1943, in the middle of all of this wartime chaos, under the leadership of a man named John G. Holder, 16 residents of the small community of Pacific Beach met in a home on Reed Street, which is not too far from here. And the purpose of their meeting was to discuss the establishment of a church. The population of Pacific Beach was about 6,000 at the time. And not long after, they launched this church and they started to meet at the Pacific Beach Women's Club. Um, which was on Hornblend. It's currently not there at the moment. Um, But they started to meet. And take note of the Pacific Beach Women's Club, all right? Take a mental note of that. Store it away. There's going to be a connection soon that's going to blow your mind. I may have hyped it up too much, but I was excited (laughs) about it. After the war, with restrictions lifted, the congregation... Um, of First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach took the opportunity to construct their very first building. Um, This wasn't it. The building was over on Hornblen Street, not too far from the women's club. And I got a quote from um, some historical documents. And this is how um, one of the members described the construction. They said, construction of the first church building was a great challenge since even the most basic supplies like nails and lumber were extremely difficult to find at the time during World War II. But by God's blessings and the selfless dedication 
of the members, the essential materials were attained and the building on Hornblade was completed and a strong, vibrant Christian ministry continued. During this time, the church experienced remarkable growth. The church exploded. God was working in ways that would blow our minds now. And in 1968, Pastor Carl Whitlock began a transformative tenure as the senior pastor. Under his leadership, First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach continued to grow, and it wasn't long before they outgrew um, their venue on Hornblen Street. And so in the mid-1970s, what um, the, the, the members of First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach was purchase several lots located at the foot of Mount Soledad, right here. Yesterday, we were um, honored, and it was a joy for us to host a memorial um, of um, a man that lived, his name was Bill, he lived across the street, he, he was neighbors to this building, um, and they asked me to do an introductory remark and kind of welcome everyone, and um, as I read his biography, and I looked through some of his pictures they were going to use, they had a picture of this current lot, and it wasn't as it is now, obviously. Um, it was just covered with plantation. And the only thing I saw that is still here was, you know, those three or four big trees, um, eucalyptus trees? I believe they are. If I'm wrong, someone correct me. Um, but I saw them in the picture, and I was like, that's crazy. And so, the 1970s, members of First Baptist um, purchased these lots. And after fervent prayers, grand visions, and hard work, construction on this building was completed in 1975. And the church moved from Hornblend Street to begin a new and exciting chapter in this building on Soledad Mountain Road. Here in this building, First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach continued to flourish regular missions to Tawana, a thriving music and worship ministry, the commencement of an Awana, Awawa, Awana program attracting over 100 children, and the launch of Soledad Christian Preschool showcased this church's commitment to local missions. The mission wasn't just local. There was also a desire to really reach um, the global presence, the international presence that was here. And so in 1994, First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach partnered with, and I hope I get his name right, Kang Kai Hoon. Did I get that right? Close enough. All right. So all my Korean... I hope I got it right. Um, Kang Kai Hoon, and they partnered with this man to start Bethany Church. And the goal of Bethany Church, Bethany Church was to be a mission catering to the Korean community. And so after a remarkable 48 years of ministry, Pastor Carl Whitlock retired. Sadly, his departure led to a period of this church of instability and this caused dwindling membership and just so much transitional leadership. It was a tough time um, for this church. A few, after several interim pastors, um, the church decided to form a search committee um, for a new senior pastor. After much prayer, in May of 2019, they invited and installed Dr. Justin Paisley as the new senior pastor. A few months after Justin arrived and was installed as the pastor, the whole world went into lockdown. Global, global pandemic kicked in. Yet, through it all, God was faithful. 
During this time, Justin guided the church through significant changes. He, he made some um, updates to some of the documents, and he also completed a makeover of the basement um, and restrooms and the lobby area, um, recognizing the need for a more community-centric identity. Um, Justin renamed the church from First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach to Solway Church. By God's grace, the church here not only revamped its identity and space, but also began to flourish spiritually and numerically. Justin Paisley led the church for just over four years. And during those four years, despite COVID and all those interruptions, he Um, led the church well, and God used him to bring about much-needed reforms, led the church for over four years before he passed the baton to Paul Pitts III in February of this year. Paul Pitts III was the pastor for only a few months, but he made a significant impact. Though his tenure was brief, it was pivotal. He played a significant role in this new exciting chapter that we find ourselves in as a church. He was instrumental in bringing about this whole merger, which we're all convinced was what God wanted all along. Now, before we dive into what Paul set into motion, um, what I want us to do is to travel back a bit more in time. And what I want us to do is soak in the rich history of this very building. For over five decades, these walls, by God's grace, have borne witness to God's incredible handiwork. So many stories, so many lives touched. God has been at work in the most extraordinary ways. And during this service, our inaugural service, we want to uncover and celebrate the rich history of God's work in the three churches that have occupied this building. And so this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to invite up Jeremy Fritchnet, um, Caleb Edwards, Betty Brown, and Skip to the stage. And they're going to go back and highlight the specific ways God has been at work through kind of like a panel interview. And so you guys, what are you doing? Come up. Don't wait. <laughs> Lovely. Good morning, King's Cross Church. <laughs> you good? Okay. Um, well, yeah, as Obed said, um, now we get an opportunity to kind of hear personal testimony and stories of God's faithfulness over the last many, many years for some, and for some, less, but still impactful. Um, and so, first off, if you guys could each introduce yourself, um, let us, let the congregation know what church you guys are representing, um, and then just how long you've been attending church in this building. Okay, my name's Betty Brown, and, um, and as, as Elbad said, it's Betty. <laughs> I love that. And um, I came here about 1947. My folks bought a house here in PB in 45, and um, then I've been here for about 13 years on the East Coast. And, um, and so you just want to highlight. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. You can just interject. Just interject. Oh. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, my name is Skip Farrar, uh, but if you're part of the Korean Baptist Church, my name is Tom Farrar. If you're a professional, my name is Walt Farrar. So I get confused when people say, what's your name? 
Um, but I've been with Bethany Baptist Church now for about six years. The church has been here for almost 29 years now. And I serve on the board and the praise team. And it's, it's been a, a pleasure to, to be with the church. It's a wonderful, wonderful family church. And we've seen many blessings over the years. My name's Caleb Edwards. I, uh, my wife and I moved here three, almost three years ago now to help revitalize at the time, First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach, and then into Solway Church. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, let's start with Betty first, um, and then if you guys want to share as well, you can. Um, can you share a challenging season for the, your church while you were here in this building, um, and how you witnessed God's faithfulness through that time? I'm sorry. I, I have a hard time. Uh, a challenging season. A challenging season when they built this church. Uh, it was unbelievable. Um, they had um, they laid the foundation and they framed it, and then the men and women in the church built the church. I mean, they put the walls up, they put the ceiling up. We had one man in the church who did a lot of woodwork, and uh, other people who were uh, electricians, etc., like that. But that was one of the challenges. Yeah. We cooked for them. Um, we were lucky. 29 years ago, the church was already here. Um, we didn't have to build it, so that was good. Uh, we came in as a mission church under First Baptist Church, and the mission was to reach out to the Korean community. Well, there's not too many Koreans in Pacific Beach. Uh, so about eight years after the church was established here, we were in great financial straits, struggling with membership, and the pastor at the time... Uh, Kang Kehun, uh, he decided to go out and distribute flyers in the convoy area where the Korean community is. And by distributing flyers and going to the markets up there and talking to Koreans in the area, they started to grow the church, grow the contributions to the church, and the church really started to prosper and grow from that point. But that was a, a tough time for the congregation. Um, I can go as well. Uh, I, I mean, it's just this past year has been, uh, I, th I think, one of the most difficult seasons of my life, and I know for a lot of people in this room as well, that were a part of Solway. And I don't need to get into all the details, but uh, God's faithfulness through it all from um, just, just seeing us through time after time after time and even going through uh, different seasons with different pastors, God have remained faithful, and he's brought us to this point where he's made it evident to I think everybody sitting in this room today and the people who have moved on, he's made it evident to them as well that this is exactly what he was, he's wanted for the past five years since you guys planted in the basement of this building. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, even in the midst of all these challenges and there's been more um, just praising God for his faithfulness as we were singing this morning. Um, and so with that, God's faithfulness, let's look towards some significant milestones or celebrations um, that your congregations have experienced in, the, in this church and how it kind of shaped the future of your church. Yeah, I could, I could say from the time that we've been here, obviously we've been here the shortest amount, but just in the time when my wife and I stepped through the doors of this church, we, there was maybe 30 people or so. The revitalization after, you know, we came during the second lockdown of covid and things were just kind of starting to ramp back up. Uh, and from that point, there's so many people from the day that we walked in to a lot of these same families from Solway Church came at the exact same time and some after. And just to see God's faithfulness, how I can look into the crowd and still see their faces today, that they've stood the test of time and through adversity, adversity to still be sitting here. They could have left a long time ago. They could have left when it was difficult and hard, but they stuck through it all. And um, God, it, I, th I just think the word of the, the day today is faithfulness. And just to see God's faithfulness through our church um, and to the people here, it's just a testament to yeah. how good he is. Yeah. Praise God. This is a milestone. Yeah. I was trying to think of a milestone, and I think I already told it with the building of the church, but uh, a lot of things have happened that want to help. It built the church up and all, and, um, all the kids and the baby, vacation Bible school when we had that here. It was, they were really milestones of how the church and how God took care of us and all with it. 
Um, about 20 years ago, uh, we had a new pastor come to our church, uh, Joshua Park. Uh, he recognized that our church was a mission church, so he decided to turn First Baptist, or for, not First Baptist, Bethany Church into a mission church itself and to reach out to other mission projects. So for 15 years, we were able to promote God's work through mission work by supporting 10 different mission projects by using 10% of our tithes every month and reaching out to not just the community here, but the community across the globe, literally. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. And with that, uh, we heard this morning through Obed that you know this building, this church, has a lot of history in this community and has had a lot of local impacts in this community. So we'd love to, if you guys, any of you guys have like a big story that you'd love to recount and share of uh, a notable or positive impact of the church's impact in this community. Miracles can come in small packages. They can come in individuals. And we had a, a miracle within our church that made everybody smile every week they were here when the person who was this miracle was with us. Uh, we had a gentleman who was leading our praise team and played guitar and sang beautifully and knew all the hymns, and he had a stroke, wound up with Alzheimer's, and could not communicate. When I first came to the church and started working with the praise team, there was this whistling coming from the back of the church. Well, even though he had Alzheimer's and couldn't talk, couldn't communicate, God was still in his heart, and he knew the, the songs from memory. And as we would play a hymn, he would whistle along with us. And it was just amazing to know this man without communicating with him, to know that God was in his heart. God was moving through him to move other people. And you, could, you couldn't help but smile when you met him because he was always grinning and always whistling and always expressing love. And that was just a, a small miracle within our congregation that we just were blessed with. Um, a, a story of the church's impact on the community. Uh, uh, when they built the church here, um, they, we all bought a bond or something, and they got a loan for about 300 and some thousand. And during that time, they paid the church uh, uh, the, uh, you know, a mortgage off really soon because of people who, one lady left her whole house to the church wow. up on Burrow Street here. <clears throat> And uh, the man left so much money, but it was unbelievable how that went with building the, the building here. But I love how it's building the church now with the people here. Yeah, awesome. Um, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is just kind of the formation of our community groups. And when we started our community groups, it was maybe the, a month after we, after we got here, so February of 2020. And to see a church go from, we're, we're starting to get to know each other to um, becoming a very, very, very tight-knit, close community. Um, and not just a community, but truly family. There's so, most of our church has been made up of people that have moved here from other states like myself and my family or people that are part of the military and we don't have family. And to see God bring people into the fold and into our family through just community groups, through inviting our neighbors to come and be a part of something that's special, I think that that's been the, the most impactful and the most kind of the remarkable thing I've seen is to go from where we were when, even when we visited in 2019 uh, before COVID and to see how God brought us together as a, as a true family, um, and I would consider so many people sitting in this room today my true family um, that I've gotten to know for the past three years. Praise God. So we've um, heard some brief stories from you guys, um, and I want to shift a little bit towards looking forward um, to kind of lead us into Obed's little sermon. Um, and so you guys, some, some, you guys have been here some longer, some shorter, but would love to hear one lesson or insight from your time here in this building that would benefit this church as we move into this next chapter. Yeah, I, I, the last time I preached, the last Sunday that we kind of were able to be here together, just the Solway people, um, I gave them, you know, gave all of us a reminder to look forward to, and I think it stands true for you guys as well, is 
Um, looking at the past and for the reason we were in the position we were, it was because there was too many people, a part of this congregation in the past, that were so much more focused on this building. They were focused on the people uh, sitting in the room, and their, their focus wasn't on God. Their focus was on just the four walls of this building. So as we move forward and as we look forward, our, our sole focus and our sole aim should be to glorify God. And everything, and everything that we say and everything that we do, our full attention has to be on God's glory and God's glory alone. And I say that as an encouragement, as also a warning to, to all of us to, um, to look out because it's an easy trap. It's an easy trap that the enemy tries to, to get us in. Um, I don't know if this is supposed to be a lesson, but that's what I'm saying, that you keep going. These past years have been a trial. We were down to about 20 people, but thanks to God, you are here now. Um, I felt like there's several people in the church that kept the church going, and that was a blessing. Thank God for this. Uh, with, with Bethany Baptist Church, we have become a a family more than a church and we love each other dearly um, for quite some time now I've been the old guy sitting in the back of King's Cross Church and I've observed King's Cross Church from being a church in the basement to being a homeless church and then being over at the Soledad Club but what I've seen in the church is selfless dedication love God's spirit moving through the people within the church the willingness to go out and greet a complete stranger and make sure they feel welcome, like a brother, uncle, father. And that love and that selfless dedication and the dedication to Jesus Christ, our Lord, is a light that you can shine throughout this community and grow this church. And each and every one of you have that light. You have that light from God in your heart that you can spread. And that's what will make this church a powerful church. Awesome. Thank you, Skip, for that encouragement. Um, and so lastly, um, I just, we are, you know, this is the inaugural service here. And so as we have merged um, and we are starting this, this journey into this new building, um, what are your guys' hopes and prayers um, for your congregation or for our congregation um, on your church, based upon your church's experiences here? So looking forward. Yeah, my, my hope and my prayer is that this church would just be focused on living out the mission of, of the gospel, living out what God's called us to, um, and to see, truly see this church grow to a point where uh, there's no more room to fit people, and so therefore we have to go out and to plant other churches. It would be a church that's planting churches, that's supporting missionaries around the world, and is truly seeking to uh, spread the gospel throughout the the area of Pacific Beach in the city of San Diego. Um, my prayer is that we merge, as we merge, that we continue to be a light for Jesus up on this hill and that others will see Jesus through this church and that they will be drawn to it and that we'll grow more. It's beautiful looking out there. <laughs> uh, my, my hopes and prayers for King's Cross Church are not too far apart from where Caleb is. This is a strong, powerful church. I would pray that this church never loses sight that it is a Christ-centered church and God is in your hearts working and that this church grows to be a powerful influence throughout the San Diego region and grows to where you need extra services here, grows to where you need to plant new churches and becomes a name that people recognize beyond San Diego because Christ is moving here. Just the fact that the church is here today shows God's work in moving through three separate churches and the foundation and many other legal issues to put this church here, to put all of you here as brothers and sisters in Christ. I would love to see that grow just exponentially. Well, uh, thank you guys. Um, for being up here with me this morning. Thank you for sharing some stories. Thank you for your wisdom. Um, and thank you for your prayers as we look forward um, for this church. Um, and so I'd like to, yeah, call back. Uh,
Yeah, you want to pray? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to pray. Um, Father God, um, actually, Caleb, could you pray for us? Thank you. I love hearing Caleb pray. So, All right. Lord, we just thank you so much for today. We thank you for this time that we can come in to gather as one body now. Not two separate churches, but one body in Christ. And Lord, it's such a, such a blessing to be able to witness this. Um, through all the hardships, through all the heartache, through the suffering from both churches, to be able to sit here in this room with one another, to, to glorify your name, to praise your name. Lord, I pray that you would continue to Help us to be faithful, and just as you've been faithful to us, Lord. We pray these things in your precious, wonderful, and holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. All right, not the smoothest transition, but we are here. (laughs) Picture this. It's July 2017, summertime in San Diego, and the sun is gleaming over the city as a 20-foot U-Haul truck packed to the brim with our belongings, pulls up outside an apartment complex in Claremont. With the help of several members from Lighthouse Bible Church, um, Eleanor and I began to unload and settle into our new apartment. Um, We had just moved from um, Phoenix, Arizona, and we were very thankful to be here. At this point, we knew God had called us to plant a church in San Diego, but the exact neighborhood remained uncertain. Through tours of the city and lots of prayer, God made it clear that the neighborhood of Pacific Beach, surrounding neighborhoods, was where we needed to establish a church. This realization stemmed from the need for a solid Bible preaching and gospel-centered church in this area. The other reason we became certain Pacific Beach was where we needed to be was because of a partnership um, with First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach, who had kindly agreed to allow us to use the basement of their facilities for our Sunday services. In the following months, what we did was we embarked on numerous activities to bring our vision to life. We held vision meetings, evangelized in the neighborhood. We did some renovations and we participated in some training. Um, in those days, we also met several members like the bosses and the Fritchnets and Fratachis who are still here um, to this day. And on March 4, 2018... Down in the basement of this building, King's Cross Church was officially launched. It was a glorious celebration marked by an outpouring of support and higher than expected attendance. We had so many of our friends um, come from L.A. and Arizona to support us. Um, and everything was just an amazing, it was an amazing Sunday. It was packed. Um, but the Sunday following... It wasn't so packed. There was just a few people, you know. Um, all seemed to be going well. Um, but the joy of the launch was short-lived. After just seven weeks of hosting Sunday services down in the basement of this building, our partnership with First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach unraveled, and we were forced to part ways for King's Cross Dispense saying goodbye to the basement. It was a challenging time for our church, but we kept our faith and we prayed and trusted God to provide an alternative. Within a week, we found the Solidad Club. 
initially the transition to the Soledad Club felt disheartening. It felt like a consolation prize. However, over time, as we gathered there for Sunday services, and we gathered there for parenting, marriage seminars, Bible studies, and more, we came to appreciate the Soledad Club. Fun fact. I found out that the Soledad Club was the former meeting site for, wait for it, the Pacific Beach Women's Club. Did I hype that? I didn't. (laughs) Our stay at the Soledad Club was marked with numerous blessings and opportunities to serve the community, man. It was an awesome space. Um, It really was. And so after five years of being at the Soledad Club, we outgrew it. Um, This was due mostly to the baby boom we had. Trust me, Within six to eight months, we had 15 babies. (laughs) We had toddlers on the balcony at one point. Not safe, but we had no choice. Nursing mother's room was like this tiny kitchen. (laughs) And so as a result of this, us outgrowing the Soledad Club, we began to search for a new meeting space. So despite our efforts to find a meeting space in the neighborhood, none were available or a good fit. Just when we were about to shift to two services or even consider venues outside of this neighborhood, um, Paul Pitts III, the leaders of Solway Church, um, the California Baptist Foundation reached out to discuss a potential merger, which meant that KXC, King's Cross Church, would become the new tenants of this building. And well, as they say, the rest is history. So King's Cross Church, as we enter this new season, let's remember that the early church, as depicted in Acts chapter 2, 40 to 47, we just read, is our example, one of our example of a community grounded in the gospel. As King's Cross Church We're stepping into this new and thrilling season with a heart full of dreams and a spirit teeming with expectancy. Yet as we stand on the cusp of this adventure, it's crucial that we don't merely admire the early church, but we rather emulate them. The merging of our congregation and the occupation of this building are not just logical moves. Let's not think of it as logical and practical. This move is spiritual. And as we take these steps, it's vital that we ground ourselves in some essential commitments. Acts chapter 2 doesn't just give us a glimpse into the life of the early church, early believers. It offers us a blueprint, a template of how we are to function, grow, and impact our community. If we are to thrive and flourish and glorify God in this new chapter, If we are to truly be the soul and light in Pacific Beach and the surrounding neighborhoods, if we're truly um, meant to be a church family on mission with Jesus, then the following commitments aren't just commitments for us to admire, they are commitments we should live by. And so what are these 
commitments. In the last three weeks, in um, August, um, we've been looking at Acts chapter 2 and Matthew 28 to discover what it truly means for us to be a church family on mission with Jesus. And as we did, these were the commitments that we unearthed. First, we're committed to the word of God. We're committed to scripture. Verse 42, chapter 2 says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We commit to grounding ourselves and all of our ministries in the word of God. We pledge to continue in its teaching and let it guide our beliefs, decisions, and actions. Second commitment, we are committed to fellowship. Verse 42 again, and they were devoted to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. We commit to making gathering together a priority because we believe Christianity is not meant to be lived alone, but Christianity is meant to be lived in a community with other followers of Jesus. Number three, we're committed to the Lord's Supper, to communion, and ultimately to Jesus. They were devoted to the breaking of bread, it says in verse 42. Recognizing the significance of Jesus' sacrifice, we commit to regularly commemorating it through the Lord's Supper, reminding ourselves of his grace and love. Commitment number four, we're committed to prayer. If you look at verse 42, they were committed to um, um, God's word, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. We will be a church anchored in prayer. We will seek God's will in everything we do, and we will intercede for one another, our community, and the world. The fifth commitment is that we're committed to radical generosity. If you look at verse 45, it talks about how they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. As a church, we aspire to cultivate a spirit of generosity. We want to be willing to sacrifice for the benefit of others, especially those in need. Commitment number six, we are committed to mission. Verse 47, and the Lord added to your number daily those who were being saved. As a church family, we are committed to making Jesus famous so that he may draw all people unto himself. We want everyone everywhere to know Jesus and come to live for him for real. And number seven, we're committed to being a church for our city. We will root all of our ministries in the gospel while actively engaging, serving, and blessing our community. And as we've arrived, we've seen it happening through We See You and through all of these, through Life Explored. We want to be a city that... Um, um, addresses our community's unique challenges and offers a vision of a flourishing life grounded in Christ. King's Cross Church, as we step into this new season, embracing these values and commitments, um, and when we do, we will undoubtedly enable, um, it will enable us to fulfill our calling as a church family on mission with Jesus here in San Diego and beyond. With God's amazing grace, through Jesus Christ, we are stepping up to continue the gospel work that sprang to life more than 50 years ago. Right here, in this neighborhood, in this city, and in this building. Church family, let me remind you that the building is not our promised land. But Jesus is presently preparing a far superior place than we will live in forever. Instead, we should look at the building 
as a physical reminder of God's faithfulness to establish and build his church. With God's spirit living in us, God's son leading us and God's word guiding us, we are going to seize this moment. We are moving forward, believing deep down that we were made for this. And so from now on, King's Cross Church, may heartfelt prayers, all right? The bold preaching of God's word, energetic praises of Jesus Christ, and a passion for mission fill and radiate from this building. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you that we get to see and experience your work in this time and in this generation. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to pray. The three of them are going to pray now. Yeah. So as we stand at the dawn of this new chapter um, for King's Cross, there are a few individuals who have been instrumental in making this all happen. Today, we're privileged to have Paul Pitts III, Courtney Coates, and Ty Salter from Baptist Foundation, and Pastor... John Choi um, from Bethany Church with us. And what we want them to do and what they're going to be doing is coming up and leading us in a special prayer of blessing and dedication. Um, As King Solomon, all right, proclaimed during the dedication of the temple, this is what he said in 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 13. He says, I have indeed built a magnificent temple for you, a place for you to dwell forever. And so let's come together with hearts open, echoing Solomon's dedication, committing this building and our path forward to God's eternal glory. And to do that, I'd love to have Ty and Courtney and Paul and Pastor Choi to come up to do that. Thank you. Thank you. What a mighty God we serve. God is faithful. You know, I'm Courtney Coates. I'm the Senior Vice President and Chief Legal Officer of the Baptist Foundation. And this is my colleague here. Ty Salter, Chief Credit Officer, and God has ordered your steps, and I'm going to just pray a blessing now over this church that you would remain steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your faithfulness that you've shown not only to this church, but to First Baptist Church of Pacific Beach, how you ordered their steps to devise a plan to preserve their legacy for future generations so that your gospel would continue to be proclaimed in the earth and especially in this community. I thank you, God, for the opportunity to witness their great vision and that you have caused this new church, King's Cross, Although it's not brand new, this is the inaugural service where they bask in the legacy of what you have cultivated over the years. Lord, I pray, God, that they would not be moved, they would not be shaken by the challenges that may come, and they will come. I pray, God, that you would allow them to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And that the same God that delivered and rescued and navigated uh, uh, the early church through all those various challenges and tests, that you are the same God that can stand with this church through every test, through every challenge. And Lord, allow the foundation, the Baptist foundation, to stand with them 
as their brother, to resource them, to encourage them, to walk alongside them, to be with them through every valley, through every challenge. Allow your word to go forth and allow your spirit to minister to the hearts of those in this community. Lord, we're thankful and we're grateful for all that you're doing. And we look forward to what you have in store for King's Cross of San Diego. My name is John Choi, pastor of Bethany Church. As the pastor of Bethany Church, I welcome and bless you, King's Cross Church, to this place. I believe that you are here because of God's special providence and God's guidance. We believe that we are one family in Christ. May it be a beautiful relationship in which we work together for the kingdom of God and the gospel. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise the Lord. You are Almighty Father. God of the wisdom and love, giver of all good things, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you today for the privilege of coming into your presence on this inauguration service today. We recall that the Bible says, unless the Lord build the house, those who build labor in vain. Unless the Lord watched over the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. You also said that to whom much has been given, much shall be required. We bless you for the gift of life, for your guide, guiding hands upon us, and your sustaining love with us. We thank you for your King's Cross Church and past Obed, the fruit of the whose labor we benefit from today. We give you thanks for his vision and mission. We bless you for Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior, for the living presence of your Spirit, for your church, the body of Christ, and all the means of grace. In our weakness, you are our strength. In our darkness, light. In our sorrow, comfort, and peace. Dear Lord, bless all congregation. Please use them for the kingdom of God and sharing the gospel. You are our everlasting God. We love you. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. It is a blessing to be with you today. My name is Paul Pitts III. As has been said, I am here with my beautiful wife and son, Paul Pitts IV. And in the context of much layered circumstances, I prayed and longed for a flourishing, God-glorifying, Christ-proclaiming, and spirit-filled church. So to be here today is an answered prayer for me. And it's a dear blessing uh, that it would be with a brother in Obed uh, that I greatly appreciate, admire, and am grateful for. So please pray with me as I pray for your church. Our Father in heaven, we pray to you in the name of the Lord Jesus and because of Christ, we thank you that we have access to you, that we can draw near to your throne of grace and receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We are a needy people, God. And King's Cross, in all of its beauty, is a needy church. So I pray that they would daily, especially their pastors and elders, draw near to the throne of grace. I pray their dependence would practically be expressed through their prayers. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that this church would continue to flourish and to thrive, not merely because of numbers, or financial success, but because your spirit is at work, bringing about the fruit of the spirit in the members and disciples of Jesus here, uh, bringing about hearts that are filled to overflowing with the Lord Jesus, that are united in him with a Christ-like humility, captivated and compelled by his incomparable beauty as displayed in the gospel. 
I pray, Heavenly Father, that this church would be one for decades that proclaims Christ, that preaches the unsearchable riches of Christ Jesus. I pray this church would be one where the Spirit works through the Word to save sinners, to see that the saints are sanctified and aids them as they sojourn home to eternal glory. I pray this would be a church where evangelism is blessed and people come to Christ in this city. And I pray Jesus would just consistently, constantly, and with great joy be lifted high. I thank you, Lord, and I pray this ministry would bring about ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus. I pray the love of the Father, the grace of the Lord Jesus, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be in this place. In the mighty and incomparable name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.